Welcome to the Illinois Soy Podcast. Enjoy. Today, I'm speaking with Dave Raw, one of our 2019 CCA Soy Envoys. Dave is an independent consultant with RPM Soils, LLC, and specializes in soil fertility, site-specific fertilizer application, and soil management. He's a graduate of the University of Illinois with a bachelor's degree in agronomy. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks for joining me today. Glad to be here, Jill. So today on the podcast, we're diving into the topic of soil health, specifically talking about the current state of soil compaction that may have been caused from the wet spring. I don't think any of us are going to forget the spring anytime soon. Many of us remember the tight spot and difficult decision that many producers were put into having to decide between planting the crop in less than ideal conditions and just getting the crop in the ground. So let's get started and dive on in. Dave, let's start by um, talking about any of the lasting damage that you're seeing as a result of the wet spring. Well, I've been seeing a lot of ruts and a lot of compaction. Um, Even when the soil moisture is decent, my soil probe doesn't go in the ground real well. And um, the, the other thing that has been an issue coming into harvest is uh, weed control. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, what can producers do about this compaction that they've seen in their fields? Well, that that's the key. You need to do something. And um, if you have ruts, whether you're a no-tiller or um, you do more standard methods of tillage, um, you need to get those closed up. Also, when the soil is very compacted, a good deep tillage would help, but I am also concerned because some parts of the state, we've had a lot of rain this fall. Other parts of the state are dry. If you try and do deep tillage um, when the soil is wet, uh, you just push the compaction deeper. So I guess my biggest advice is if you have wet soils, be patient. Um, it's a lot easier to be patient now than it was to be patient in the spring. For sure. Yeah. In the spring you had to, had to get in and, uh, now we, now we have time to be patient. Uh, you mentioned weed control a little bit earlier. What, what can you tell us about the weed control that you've been seeing caused by the spring? Well, um, it looks like a lot of people didn't get to do their standard weed control this spring. Maybe they skipped their residual, um, maybe they couldn't. Uh, get out and and get a later over-the-top application done. And so we're seeing a lot of weeds coming through, uh, especially in soybeans. And um, so it's it's extra critical, I think, to do your, either do your fall weed control or use some cover crops. Um, I used to not be a big fan of fall weed control, But with resistant weeds and persistent weeds, um, I have seen a lot of benefit to uh, getting your weed controls for next season started early. Um, The other effective fall weed control is cover crops. Um, Cereal rye is pretty easy to plant, take care of, and it gives good weed control. Um, I have seen some fields where there was skips in the cereal rye planting, 
and there's always weeds and where where you've got a good stand of cereal rye um, you've got good weed control so those two things i think are are what we need to address this fall um, for good weed control for next spring yeah for producers who are um thinking about putting cover crops or planning to put cover crops in neck for this over the winter. What is that target date for getting cereal rye in? Uh, cereal rye can be planted uh, up until Thanksgiving and usually uh, get a, a decent enough stand. If you're thinking you need to go to something else, um, we're at the end of the time for planting annual ryegrass or radish, although both of those are very effective with compaction and uh, if you're a no-tiller it's not too early to start planning for for next year and uh, think about uh, using those crops to open things up excellent so you talked a little bit about no-tillers um, and in using radishes or annual rye um, is there any other way that they can uh, help reduce the impact of compaction on their soils? Well, on no-till, um, an inline ripper will do um, minimum uh, disturbance of the soil and still loosen it up. Um, you need a ripper that has some wings that do some lifting. I've, I've seen those be very effective um, yes, if you're a no-till purist, that's not pure no-till, but it is effective to solving a problem, and I believe in solving the problem first and then, you know, doing what you need to do. Great. So with the soil compaction um, that's out there in fields right now, how is that affecting nutrient availability? Well, that's that's kind of an interesting question. Um, several of uh, us who are in a, an agronomy group that communicates almost every day um, noticed that we were seeing uh, potassium issues in the compacted soils. Um, potassium deficiency is, is usually pretty distinctive with uh, dieback and, and yellowing around the edges of the leaves. Um, it was especially noticeable in soybeans. Um, a couple of different theories are that uh, the soil was so compacted that the potassium couldn't get into solution, or possibly the soil was so compacted that the soybean roots just couldn't develop enough to take up the potassium they needed. So um, that's another reason to take care of that compaction. Uh, and also another reason to um, make sure your soils have enough potassium. Um, I've got a feeling that probably some of what we were seeing was uh, marginal to low potassium to start with. Mm -hmm. What does that potassium deficiency do to yield potential? It depends on how deficient it is mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. time of the year it hits. and and that sort of thing. Of course, the earlier in the year it shows up, the worse it is. Potassium is a nutrient that is uh, available uh, based on moisture content. And so 
I think our dry growing season aggravated the issue. Speaking of moisture content, what does compaction do to moisture availability? Compaction squeezes the, the pores out of the soil. And of course, the pores are where the water is held. And ideally, um, your soil should be um, whatever organic matter it has. And then up to about half of that is mineral. And uh, the other half should be pore space. And uh, half of that pore space should be filled with water. And so if you reduce your pore space, by 25%, then you reduce your water capacity by 25%. So we we have seen some places where uh, soils were till, tilled too wet in the fall or the spring, and then the, the crop uh, growing season moisture um, sort of goes away, um, maybe a drought, maybe just a dry stretch. And uh, all of a sudden, you can see all those wheel tracks out, especially in soybeans. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about soil compaction with us today, Dave. Any last uh, comments before we close out? I think just in summary, um, make sure um, that you address your compaction issues, um, if possible, before the next growing season. Well, thank you so much, Dave. Again, that was Dave Ra, 2019 CCA Soy Envoy, sharing his thoughts on soil health and compaction. If you're interested in this topic and any other soybean management resources, you can visit www.illsoyadvisor.com. That's ilsoyadvisor.com to learn more. This has been an Illsoy Advisor podcast. Thanks for tuning in.